Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Romans 10 and 9 says, And if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe with your heart that God has raised him from the dead, then thou shalt be saved. Romans 10 and 9. If you don't know Christ as your personal Savior, then receive him into your life today. He wants to redeem you from all sin, for we were all born from Adam. Adam is all of our father. I don't care what color you are, what race you are, how tall, how short, how fat, how skinny. Adam is our father. And when Adam sinned, it pulled the whole human race into sin. And we have got to get out this sin. Yes, Jesus, hallelujah, came. God sent his son, Jesus, to pull us out of what Adam had pulled us into. Won't you accept his redemption today? Just simply open your mouth and say, Jesus, come into my life and do something amazing with it. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that God has raised him from the dead. And saints, brothers, sisters, watch. God will come into your life and he will do something amazing with it. Give your life to Christ today. He said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Amen. Hallelujah. You have been listening to the book of Luke. Ninth chapter. 23rd verse. Luke. Ninth chapter, 23rd verse. And he tells you, if you're going to follow him, you must first take up your cross. Hallelujah. Just like he did. No, he does not mean that you're going to be hung on the cross. It means take up life. He's telling you life ain't going to be easy. Life is not going to be easy. But you must take up your cross and follow him. Amen. If you're going to be with him, if you're going to be his disciple, if you are going to be an heir and joint heir with Christ, then you must first take up your cross and follow him. Hallelujah. You're listening to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry. Hallelujah. And I am your host. Evangelist Portia MacIver, and we're here at our nightly prayer. 
if you want to follow Jesus, you must take up your cross and follow him. Whatever troubles come along your way, and believe me, they will come. Because you see, we got an enemy that does not like us because we are made in the image and the likeness of God. So he's going to do everything. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He will do everything he can to pull you down. But God says, you must take up your cross and follow him. Yes, you're going to suffer. Hallelujah. I know some of y'all don't want to hear, oh no, I don't want to suffer. I don't like suffering. But you know what? When you got a toothache and that tooth starts throbbing in your mouth, aren't you going to get to a dentist? And you're going to do some suffering when they pull that teeth out. But afterwards, after that tooth is gone, hallelujah, and it's healed up, you don't even remember how bad it hurt. That's what he's saying. Yes, it's going to be hard over this side. Because he told us, as his disciples, he's sending us out as sheep among wolves. It's not going to be perfect. He never promised you a rose God. He never promised you that you're going to tiptoe through the tulips. Amen. All of us want this. Ooh, night little sweet puffy marshmallow cloud gospel. No. The gospel of Jesus Christ tells you that if you follow him, you're going to suffer. One thing or the other. Your friends going to turn their back on you. Your very mate may turn. Oh, please ask me how I know. Turn his back on you. Hallelujah. Or her back on you. Amen. Your parents will turn their backs on you. Your siblings. Your co-workers. And <clears throat> let us not forget the unemployed cherub. Or the unemployed lizard. Let's put it that way. Because the Bible calls him a dragon. Hallelujah. A serpent. And I keep saying cherub. A cherub is an angel. And I'll get that description and give it to you later. But I said, something said in my, in my spirit. Don't call him a cherub. He's not even as high as a cherub. The Bible cast him down on the ground. And told him for life he was going to eat dust. So no, he's not as good as a cherub. He's an unemployed lizard. Old wrinkled up lizard is that that comes and calls himself goes roar like a lion. That's not a lion. That's a little gecko. What do you do to little geckos? You step on them. Amen. Hallelujah. But yes, that thing knows that his time is not long. So of course, he's going to come and he's going to do this. He's going to put your family against you, your friends against you, your boss against you, and whatever else. You're going to get sick. Yeah, we're not supposed to. But Satan will come up in your life. All he needs is a little crack. And there comes a sickness, you know. We got to learn, hallelujah, how to rebuke him and that sickness in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We got to learn how to bind and loose. That's the keys to the kingdom. Binding and loosing. Whatsoever ye bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven that's the keys to the kingdom y'all 
Hallelujah. We got to know what we're doing, especially when you go in your secret closet. You don't just go in there and suck a lollipop. Amen. You don't just go in there and take a brownie in and say, Oh, I'm going to eat this brownie while I'm sitting here waiting on the Lord. No. You go in there and you do spiritual warfare. People say, oh, you don't need to do no spiritual warfare. God already done that. Guess what? He tells us what to do to bind the devil. Amen. He tells us to resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Amen. That's called spiritual warfare, y'all. Resisting him don't mean ignore him. Resisting him means not listening to him. And telling him, no, that's not what the word says. For it is written, the word says, God's word says, that's spiritual warfare. Amen. Now, we talked last night about that prayer shawl and the talit. And how that talit had that blue thread running through to it. The, each talit was prayed for by the religious um, people during the Bible day. I think in that day they were called rabbis, and that's another story, because you had several sects, S-E-C-T, of rabbis. But they were prayed over, and they were made by people who were God's children. They could, anybody could not make, a Gentile could not make a pressure. <laughs> Found that out, too. You had to be a certain person of a certain lineage, a certain blood, to make those pressures. I'm sorry, y'all. I needed some water. But anyway, yeah. And when you took those pressures, after they were prayed over, those things had power in them. Because not only did they pray, you prayed also. And you kept that thing on you. And if you lived the life, Hallelujah, that God said to live. Now think about Jesus. Who was Jesus, the Son of God? That prayer stayed on him, especially when he was going to the house of prayer, or especially when he was going among people so that he could teach them and pray for them. So that thing had much power. Same thing with us. We're not going to wear it around our shoulders every day. But when we wear it, there's something about the word of God. When you pray God's word to him, when you tell him, because he said remind him of his word to bring it back to my remembrance. And you give him what his word said. You go to him and say, Lord, your word says thus and so. Your word says this and your word says that. Lord, I believe your word. Hallelujah. And I receive exactly what it says in the name of Jesus. There's power, Lord. There's, you can't see it, but there's a burst of power coming uh, that's around you. Hallelujah. That intertwines in that prayer cloth. Oh, I have did some studying, believe me. And I've, heard, I've seen people sell them, but I don't take anybody's pressure because if I don't know you, then I'm sorry. I don't want your blessing. I want the blessings of the Lord. The blessings of the Lord from what I've read. And I'm sitting there and I'm praying the word of God. Word of God. And I'm giving him back what he gave me. And I'm speaking in my prayer tongue. Hallelujah. Anyway, long story short, another thing too. With that prayer show, you don't let any and everybody borrow it, use it, or touch it. You fold it up, put it in a place where only you can have it. It is a holy thing. Amen. 
Now, a lot of people don't believe in that nowadays. They also don't believe that Peter and the disciples would walk past people and their shadows would heal people. And they were cutting up their clothing and giving it to people and the people were healed. Same premise with the prayer cloth. When that prayer cloth has all of the word of God in it from you and when you have spoken in your prayer language in that thing, there's a certain power because God's word is alive. There's a certain power that's in that prayer cloth. And you don't let anybody and everybody touch that. That's your The power of God that has came through you. Put it up. Keep it. And only you can wear it. You don't let your husband, your children, nobody. Only you. Hallelujah. Because you don't know what kind of spirit they have. What they've done that day. Anyway. Long story short, we talked about the prayer show last night. Now we're telling you what you got to do. While you are praying, know that when you come out of that prayer, you're going to get attacked. Usually you do. Hallelujah. Some kind of attack somewhere. But God says instead of running and instead of saying, you know, I'm not going to pray no more. Because every time I pray, I get attacked. And you know, the enemy is after me. And you know what? What else is new? Yeah, he is. The Bible tells you that. He goes about seeking whom he may devour. He's talking about that little shriveled up lizard. Amen. That's what he does. He goes about seeking whom he's going to fool because he has no power. Amen. He's been kicked out of heaven. He's been stripped of his beauty and his power. And his power in the first place was nothing like God. Only thing he has now is the power of suggestion. And his suggestion will go from ear to ear. And he will go and tell somebody, go on, shoot them. They in that crowd. Sometimes when these shootings take place, Satan is after one person. And he will whisper in somebody's ear, Yeah, you know what? You want to shoot somebody, don't you? And if you happen to be in that place at that time, and you have not prayed and asked your angels to guard you that day, because remember now, God gives angels charge over you to bear you up in their hand so that you won't even dash your foot against a stone. But if you have not activated your angels that day, then you are at the mercy, hallelujah, of whatever nut is out there. So no, don't go outdoors without asking God to encamp you about with angels. Amen. Because they are your bodyguard. But listen, if you, when you pray, brother, know that you're going to be attacked. When you give your life to the Lord, know that he's going to attack you. It's not a 24-7 thing, but eventually you're going to be attacked by that devil or one of his children. So the reason we read the word is because we'll know exactly what to say to the devil. When he comes attacking, see that's one thing he cannot stand is the word of God. When you know the word of God and you've got it in your heart because the Bible says hide the word in your heart so that you might not sin against him. Amen. So if you're hiding the word of God in your heart, when that old serpent, that old dried up lizard come and he tries to tempt you or he tries to tempt somebody else to get you angry, to get you in strife and 
jealousy and all that kind of stuff. All you got to do is say, Satan, it is written and he will flee. That's why you need to learn the word of God. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mind. Let it become a part of you. Hallelujah. Like the blood in your veins. Hallelujah. And take up your cross and follow him. You go. You follow him. It's not going to be easy. That's what a cross represents. Hard times. Times that are trying. Times when everybody looks at you like you're a nut. Times, hallelujah, when your very children don't want to hear what you got to say. Take up your cross and follow him. Know that it is not going to be easy. Hallelujah. He never said it would be. But after you come out of your secret closet, if you go, take up that cross and follow him, knowing what you're going to face, that's what I'm saying, and you're ready with the word, then you won't have a thing. To worry about. Amen. Not one thing. You take up your cross. It's not burdensome. Hallelujah. Because you already know that this is what I have to do to follow Christ. And since I know the word, I have nothing to worry about. I'm taking up my cross. Hallelujah. In other words, I'm following him. And I refuse to step back. Yes, I'm going to be persecuted. Talked about. Misused. Hallelujah. Cursed that, cursed out. Hallelujah. But I've got my security guards, the angels around me, and I've got the word of God in me. So nothing by any means shall harm me. That's what taking up your cross means. Realizing who you are in Christ. Realizing what you've got. Knowing what you're going to go through. But going through it because you know you're protected. Amen. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, a yoke is something that you put around your neck. Not human. But he's using the parable of an oxen. If you put a yoke on an oxen's neck while he's young. He doesn't fight you. But if you try to put it on his neck when he is older, that oxen is certain subject to stomp you. But you put it on when they're young, when they don't have any fight in them. That's why he says learn now. Because see, when things get worse in the world, you won't have to worry about a thing. You've already taken up your cross and you've decided to follow him. You've already decided, I know what's coming my way, so I'm going to take up my cross, those things that I'm going to go through, and I'm going to follow him anyway. I'm going to go through anyway because I know that I am protected because he said he would never leave nor forsaken me, and I know that his word is true because his word is a covenant between me and him. Me and my God, me and my King, and it will not fail. Hallelujah. That's what taking up your cross and follow me means. Though I got to go through, I'm going to go through anyway because I know that I'm protected. I know that God is with me. Hallelujah. Amen. Take up your cross and follow him. If you're going to follow him, take up your cross and do so. Stay in your prayer closet as much as you can. Whether you get 
a shawl or whether it's just on the side of your bed with your door closed. Go before him daily, several times a day. While you're driving to work, turn that radio off and start talking to the Lord. Start doing your prayer language right there in the car. Yeah, you can speak in tongues in the bathroom, in a restaurant. You don't have to be all loud. I, like I said last night, there are times when I'm in here in my bed under my covers and I'm just speaking in tongues. Not a soul hears me except me and God. Because there's a whisper that will come. It's just like when you're talking to God and you whisper, Father, in the name of Jesus. Because maybe you don't want somebody else to hear you. I don't know why. I don't care. If I'm in a restaurant, I'm going to say, if I'm with people, I'm saying, come on, let's pray. That's me. But you may not be that bold yet. But long story short, listen. Take up your cross and follow him. Realizing that you're going to go through. But at the end, y'all, hallelujah. It's going to be something like you have never seen. And you get good over here. He blesses you over here, hallelujah. But at the end, there's going to be something so glorious that you have never experienced it in your life. How do I know? I read the end of the book. Amen. Read, hallelujah. Know God. Learn Him. Hallelujah. Know Him as well as you know the back of your hand. You know you know what lines are in your hand. All the little lines that run from the line. You don't have to look at your hand to see them. You've seen them all your life. Guess what? They haven't changed. Well, maybe sometime if you lost or gain weight. But they are still the lines in your hand. You have three lines in your hand. Most people. Hallelujah. But whatever your hands have, then guess what? You know what they look like. And you need to know the word of God just like that. You know every little wrinkle and line in your face. We look in the mirror all the time, especially early in the morning. If you see a little wrinkle or a little lie, you say, uh-oh, where did that come from? Well, you got to do the same thing with the word. Know the word in and out, up and down, around and around, north, south, east, and west. And all around the middle, like that preacher said. Know the word. Learn the word and know it. So that when the enemy comes your way, you can tell him it is written. That's what Jesus did. Every time Satan came to him, all he kept on going. And he said, it is written. And he would tell him what is written. But if you don't know what is written then how can you tell him what is written? And he's not going to flee off of your word. He will flee off of the word of God because that's something he is deadly afraid of. So learn the word of God, hallelujah. And learn to rebuke, hallelujah, that devil. And learn the keys, hallelujah. Learn to bind, hallelujah, and loose in this world because those are the king, the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. And I thank God for knowing that. Hallelujah. And I want you to know it. Hallelujah. And you all who are out there who have not received Christ tonight, know that it's not going to be easy, but you will not be sorry. I guarantee you that. Because when you got bodyguards all around you and you know you can walk through hell and they nothing can harm you, the Bible says you can tread on serpents and you will not be hurt. Why? Because you got those heavenly hosts around you. And if you have already prayed to God and say, God, send the angels with me today, you don't even know what you're passing by. Even right now, 
you don't know who just aimed a gun at you and the angel came and just swiped the gun out of his hand. See what I'm saying? Hallelujah. You don't know who decided. Oh, hmm. Let me see what I can do to this burger. Mm-hmm. We're not going there. But you don't know how many times a day you are saved by Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he sees up ahead. And he's already went before you and fixed it. Or he sent his angels before you and fixed it. But by all means, pray. Go before God several times a day. In your secret closet, wherever it is, in your car, in your literal closet, if you want to, on your bedside, at your desk, hallelujah, just bow your head and make it like you're reading a book, and bow your head and put your hand, you know, like over your nose, and just pray. Nobody knows what you're doing. You're not ashamed of it, but in some offices, if they catch you praying, oh, we don't do that here. We're not trying to make you lose your job. We're trying to get you to talk to Jesus. And by all means, read your Bible on your time, not on the boss's time, on your time. Read your Bible. See what the Word is saying to you today. But we're going to go before the throne of grace because we've had the Word. Hallelujah. And I've already made the invitation. So we're going to go before the throne of grace tonight. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah, we come before your throne, Lord. Praising your name and thanking you for being God all by yourself. Father, hallelujah. I thank you for being my father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I glorify your name, hallelujah, because you're worthy to be praised. I thank you for keeping us today. I thank you, Father, for just, just walking with us and for keeping us safe, hallelujah. I thank you for preparing a place in heaven for us so that when it's our time to leave here, whether through death or whether through the rapture, we have a place, hallelujah, not made by hands, hallelujah, that we can go to on the other side. And when we go there, we're going to see your face first, and we're going to hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Lord, that's what we live for, hallelujah. But in the meantime, while we're here, we will sit here, hallelujah, to take over the world. I don't mean the people, Lord. Hallelujah. You gave us power over the earth, over the herbs, over the tree. All of that is ours. Hallelujah. All of the atmosphere and all this kind of stuff. It should not be. Hallelujah. All this stuff going on. But it is because the church, hallelujah, don't realize the power that they got. They have forgotten about binding and loosing. And Lord, I know for myself that when one does it, yeah, one can chase a thousand. But hallelujah, ten can two rather can put 10,000 to a flight. And sometimes it's only one. Hallelujah. But God, we ask you, hallelujah, you're more powerful than any of us. Hallelujah. We ask you to look down on us, to make us strong, Lord. Give us a hunger and thirst for your word and for the understanding of your word. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we glorify your name. Hallelujah. Lord, hallelujah, we ask you to bless every ear that's listening here. 
Hallelujah. Whether it be tonight, tomorrow, or a hundred years from now, if this thing exists, hallelujah. And letting them know that you are still on the throne. You are still king of kings. Hallelujah, Lord. Save your people, hallelujah. Bless our president, Lord. Put him in the, on the straight and narrow. Let him make the decisions that he's supposed to make, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Lord, the government, I ask you to bless them, Lord. And hallelujah, you have more power than they do. Turn their hearts the way you want them, Lord. Hallelujah. Let them make the decisions that you need for them to make that is the betterment for your children. Hallelujah. Whew, we thank you, Father. Sometimes, Lord, we look and we think about the world. And the only thing we can do is say, my God, my God, my God. But hallelujah, I found out that when we call my God, my God, my God, we will answer. And then just like there's something bad going on, we'll find something good going on. Hallelujah. That's your personality. That's the way my God does. Hallelujah. You told us to be anxious for nothing. In other words, don't worry about this mess down here. You got it. That's what I hear you saying. I got it. Hallelujah. And I thank you. Hallelujah. Because, Lord, sometimes we are weak. And not only in the flesh, but in the spirit. Sometimes we get torn down. Hallelujah. Through stuff that's going on in the world. Through sicknesses. Hallelujah. And just through sheer. Whew, I don't even know what you call it, Lord. Anxiousness. But, Lord, you said these things should not be. But that's when we cry out to you, and that's when we say, it is written. And immediately we revive. And we stand straight. And we hear you say, hallelujah, walk in the light, hallelujah. I got it, my child. Just walk in the light. Just believe my word, hallelujah. Have faith in me. You are my child. I am your father. And nothing by any means shall harm you. Lord, we thank you for these things. We ask you to bless us naturally, spiritually, and financially, Lord. Every voice that hears, every ear that hears this voice tonight, Lord. Hallelujah. We ask you, hallelujah, for relief from this heat, Lord. And relief from the bugs that's going nuts in the world today, Lord. All those grasshoppers over in Nevada. I know it's called Sin City, Lord. But my God, all those grasshoppers. Whew. Lord, we ask for relief for the people over there, Lord. Let those grasshoppers go back where they came from. People call them locals, but hey, I looked at it. Well, people looked at them and they say they are grasshoppers, not locals. But Lord, ugh, you said in the end time these things will be. Hallelujah. And these are just the beginning of sorrows. Because we... <laughs> Like the people say, Lord, we ain't seen nothing yet. No, this is not the tribulation. These are the things that's going to happen just before you come. But, Lord, we ask you to bless your church, your ecclesia, those who are called by your name, the ones who are sealed till the day of redemption, and help us to go through. Don't let a grasshopper touch us. Don't let a bug touch us. I mean, nothing. No disease, no E. coli, Ebola, whatever. Nothing. 
by any means shall harm us. That's your promise to us. That's your covenant to your church in the name of Jesus. And right now, hallelujah, in every home that's listening, we bind every bit of trouble. And we say, leave that home, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Every bit of strife, every bit of envy, every bit of jealousy, every bit of policy, um, poverty, hallelujah. We bind it in the name of Jesus and we loose everything good. Hallelujah. We loose, hallelujah, more than enough finances. We loose health. Hallelujah. We loose peace and joy at the house. Hallelujah. Including, my Lord, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. And we say, Satan, get away from him. We bind you in the name of Jesus. Get away from them. Leave them alone. They belong to God. For it is written, nothing by any means shall harm them. And that God has given the angels charge over us. So that we won't even dash our foot against the stone. They will lift us up in their hands. Hallelujah. To keep us from being hurt. To keep us from you devil. Now get away. In the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus against you. Hallelujah. You can't have one of us. Not one of us. God says who. Hallelujah. Can pluck us from his hand. Nobody. Neither death nor hell. Nor principalities, nor things to be, nor th things that have been, nor things that will come. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. So, that's the word. It is written, scat, Satan, scat, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Saints, my body's a little tired tonight, and you can tell. And I'm tired every night. <laughs> this time of night, I'm ready to go to bed. But I am determined to keep doing these prayers. Hallelujah. I ask you to join us tomorrow night. Tonight, last night, you had the prayer shawl. And I wanted to let you know what you had to do when you came up out of that prayer shawl. You had to have a determination to follow Christ. So pick up that cross and let God know, Lord, whatever comes my way, I'm going to follow you. Amen. Hallelujah. Pick up that cross and follow him. Those troubles that's going to come are called crosses. The troubles, hallelujah, crosses, hallelujah. Determine in your heart and mind that no matter what comes and what goes, you're going to follow Christ. And get in his word and stay in there. If you are his, stay his. No matter what. Because he's going to protect you. And if you're not his yet, become his. Ask him into your life right now. Simply say, Father God, I believe that Christ died on the cross and that he rose on the third, third day in all victory. Father, come into my life. Hallelujah. And do something with it. Jesus, redeem me. Hallelujah. I believe in you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Father, come into my life and do something amazing with it. If you have just prayed that prayer, then welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. Now, go out find you a church that's preaching the word. Get you a Bible. If you already got one, blow off the dust and start reading it. Get to know your Savior. You need to know who he is. You need to know the word. Because the word is the only thing that's going to keep the enemy from you. Amen. Hallelujah. You have been listening to Reaching 
the Masses Media Ministry Nightly Prayer. I'm getting ready. Dive head first in my bed, y'all, and hope you're getting ready to do the same thing. And it, you all who have to go to work tonight, I pray strength, peace, and shalom, hallelujah, on you, hallelujah. I don't work at night, and uh, I never have. Don't like it, that's just me. Some people like working at night. I'm not one of those, believe me. I commend you if you are a night worker. I commend you. Hallelujah. But I pray peace and safety around you if you're working at night, going to work, coming back home. Hallelujah. And all of you all who have to work tomorrow, God bless you. Get up early in the morning and say, thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to live another day. I love you all. But most of all, God loves you. Hallelujah. And he's telling you, don't worry about the troubles. Take them up. Go on through them. Follow him. Because he got your back. Your front, your sides, your top, and your bottom. Amen. Hallelujah. God does not play. He is a mighty warrior. Y'all, come on. He will fight on your behalf. Because we don't fight, remember. We go down on our knees. He gave us the power to rebuke and bind. That's the keys to the kingdom. But we don't need to fight. But God says, vengeance is mine. I will pay. He will take care of everything. That's why he said he would never leave nor forsaken you. Keep that in your heart and mind. And learn to say, when the enemy comes in like a flood, learn to say, it is written, devil. And give them the scripture. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Reaching the Masses Media Ministry Nightly Prayer. As I said, God loves you. So do I. And I want to ask you a question. If you were to die tonight, where would you spend eternity? Peace. Shalom. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.